What's up, guys? It's Stu. It is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. And you know the hardest thing about owning your own business? It's being at the top. It's not having anyone above you or laterally next to you to bounce ideas off of and problem solve with. Sure, you might get together with another micro gym owner in town or discuss with another owner in a Facebook group or an online forum, but the advice is generally, you know, general. It's not geared towards your business. You might even have a coach or an employee who's pretty smart, but when you guys talk about it, it's more just commiserating. There's not an advanced strategy there because that person hasn't been there and done it before. Guys, you can get on a call with me once a month for 30 minutes or 60 minutes. You can have full access to MicroGym University, and you can get set up on Workplace, which is an amazing app that I use as a bat phone so that you can call, text, video message, or audio message me throughout the month anytime a fire pops up in your business and you need my help with it. You want to work with somebody who is going to help you create strategies and execution plans because problems will come up in your business, and they're not things that you have to go at alone. If that's something that's interesting to you guys, please let me know. I closed off my book of clients when 2020 hit, and we are reopening here in 2021. I only work with 40 gyms per month. I utilize zero contracts. It is month to month, cancel at any time. If you are interested in working together and getting on a monthly call, then you need to shoot me a DM. We'll set up an initial business development call and find something that's going to work for you and your business to problem solve. Hell, we might get on one call and that's it. We never talk again. We might get on three calls and you, hey, my problem's fixed, dude. Thanks so much. I'm going to continue on. Good for you. Or it might be something where you want someone to work with and co-create solutions and plans for on a recurring basis. It's 100% up to you guys. I only work with 40 of you per month. This will fill up quick. So if you are interested, shoot me a DM at WTF Gym Talk on Instagram, and I'd love to talk with you more. Guys, enjoy the podcast and have a great fucking day. What it is, guys, it is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. I want to talk uh, programming and working out and all like fitnessy shit, not business shit. Um, it's going to, you know me, it's going to tie into the brand, the delivery the operational workflow or the class workflow, but bear with me. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, um, I think you'll enjoy this. I think this might be a little bit of a longer one. So my thought process is I'm prepping my conversation notes for Jason Kalipa, Mr. Jason fucking Kalipa, the founder of NC fit. I'm flying out to San Fran on Friday and, uh, going to rock and roll with him and do a, a shoot the shit interview, which I'm stupid excited about. So with that being said, I, uh, I, you know, I'm prepping my questions. And one of the questions and one of the things I want to dive into is, you know, how he reconciles the fact that he is no longer a CrossFit affiliate yet. If I were to walk around with a microphone to a thousand of the NC fit members and I say, what fitness program are you doing? CrossFit would probably be the thing that comes out, right? Like, and not that he has to reconcile, not that he owes anyone an explanation. I believe everything that everyone is doing right now is constantly varied functional movements at high intensity, the operational definition of CrossFit. But I was just curious, like, how maybe he's had that, you know, that conversation with his licensee people or, or doubters or people who just want to, you know, like me, who just want to have the conversation. So that led me into my own because I get hit with that as well with urban movement. People say like, oh, well, isn't it like CrossFit? And 
the one thing I'm always the thing I'm able to stand on. And again, maybe I I I don't think Jason would be able to stand on this. Maybe you will. I'm going to find out. But I have CrossFitters that come in to try out the gym, and if they choose not to, they choose not to sign up, and we talk to them about it. It's like it's not CrossFit. I had CrossFitters in my membership base, and when we switched over to Urban Movement, they canceled, citing the reason it's no longer CrossFit. So that that's where I'm able to stand on my point of like, well, it's to you know maybe to the definition of constantly varied functional movements at high intensity, it's it is that it is definitely that. But to the market, the market does not perceive what I do as CrossFit, which is why we've had the level of success that we've had and, you know, kicking off the license model. And, you know, I'm real excited on the recipe we've cooked up. So but here is an element on the programming side for me to nerd out with you guys on that I I think might help for someone's like, well, that doesn't make fucking sense. You're you're lifting barbells and jumping on boxes and doing pull ups and you're on a rower. That's CrossFit, man. How, How is it any different? One of the things we looked at when we were creating the programming model, our unique belief in fitness, is we looked at what were the things that really we really enjoyed in CrossFit, in that, you know, that hit style barbell bias thing. And, and the cool thing for me, and I think everyone here can relate, we all like the idea. And I, I think maybe I saw this on a T-shirt or it was like a meme, but it's like, what do you do to get stronger? I lift weights. What do you do to get, you know, car, what do you do for cardio? I lift weights faster. Have you all seen that shirt? Like, oh, I just said y'all. Fuck that. If you, like, if you guys ever hear me with that southern slang shit, drop me a DM and tell me to go fist myself. Oh, God, that just, I like, my skin crawled. No offense to anyone who says y'all. But I'm from fucking Cleveland. I don't say y'all. Been in the south too long. Um, yeah, there I go, driving like an asshole again. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> You guys have seen that meme or that statement or that a concept, right? That like barbell cycling, using the barbell in a conditioning phase. Here was our thing. When we installed tempo training at Urban Movement, all that went away. There was no fast barbell movements anymore. Everything we do is tempo based. Now we have different uh, hierarchies of our tempo based on the dose response and the type of workout that we're providing. But by and large, we are running that shit tempoed out 24-7. So, but what happens, what, what happens to the benefit of cycling, you know, a very sub-maximal load, like you would, you know, that benefit that we talked about in CrossFit? Well, we still utilize that, but there are different tools, right? So, for example, I had a guy, uh, he stopped in the gym, he was just, I think he had a long layover, and me, he took class, and then me and him sat down, he went to our co- the coffee shop that's in my building, and we were talking shop, and he's going, he's like, you know, I, when I came in, I was already judging it. I saw the workout and, you know, after, you know, your coach explained what we were doing, I was like, oh, well, cycling the barbell isn't happening, obviously, with this tempo these fuckers are making me provide. So this is going to be, I'm not going to like this as much. And he's like, but I see what you did. Oh, there I go again. Sorry. Um, you know, he's like, I see what you guys did. You guys use, uh, you, well, how do you put it? You guys use easier tools for the cycling fast stuff and you keep the barbell and the pull-ups and the like the higher end body weight and higher end barbell stuff dumbbell stuff uh in a strict tempo fashion he's like and i think you know what he's like i see it now i get it so what he meant by that was 
Sure, is there a benefit to doing 20 unbroken hang power clean the overheads? There sure as fuck is. However, if we're going to put a barbell in your hand at Urban Movement, we are doing it to increase your lean body mass by getting you stronger, not to jack up your heart rate. I can do the exact same fun fucking thing by having you do a double arm dumbbell hang snatch. Right. And even that we we some we very often we throw tempo two on the way down, bringing it back to the shoulder. But I could go ahead and do, um, you know, hang slam ball, slam ball from the hang position, get it up overhead, slam it, deadlift it back up, rip it up like we could do. Um, we do slam ball work from there. We can go ahead and we can knock out different kind of uh, dumbbell or kettlebell variations to go ahead and keep the heart rate high and no tempo. Like, you know, you're not having to, you're not assigning tempo to kettlebell swings. It just, it's not happening. Right. So whereas we don't deny that cycling resistance training and having that ability is beyond beneficial we just don't believe the barbell is the best tool to do it. And with that being said, guys, it's just one of these things that when done well, barbell cycling is one of the like the most beautiful fucking things you've ever seen, right? When done well. Unfortunately, somebody within the first year of training that has a very young training age is probably not doing it all that well. We can agree. We, we could probably agree on that. Again, if you get an athlete in there, someone with some previous experience, we've got a different story. But like when you watch someone do a hang power clean and then they push jerk it beautifully overhead and then they're able to recycle it back to their shoulders with just crisp tact and then get it back to the head. Like that's a that's a thing of beauty when you see someone move like a fucking robot with the barbell. Unfortunately, if you're in gen pop, which most of you fuckers are, that's not the reality of the situation, nor, in my opinion, is that the tool to teach it. Use a med ball. Using a Dynamax med ball for cycling movements, I fucking love. Because not only can you go diagonal plane, you can change the, the variations of it. But there's also very, there, there's very little, you know, stance, grip, follow through. I'm, I'm like talking in golf swing analogy um, that you need to worry with, uh, worry about like you would with a barbell. Right, like the uh, when I walk into a CrossFit gym and I'm seeing someone that's been there six months or less, barbell snatch in like a cyclical rhythm, I'm just like, what piece of shit owns this gym? Like, which asshole that has literally six months of fitness professional knowledge because they were a teller at Wells Fargo and now they you know own a gym because they lost 30 pounds and they found religion, aka CrossFit, and they believe they're fitness professionals, having this poor fucking woman cycle a goddamn barbell in a snatch grip position, the weakest position she structurally and anatomically can have, and is going to have her do it fast in her first six months. Like, who is this fucker? Let me talk to him. Like, that's, that's what I think. And that's, again, my, that's, fuck me. That's my opinion. It just, you know, who, I'm just, I'm one asshole, right? If you and me have differences of opinion on this, I respect your opinion. I love that you have one. We just differ on this topic. But I just want to give you guys, like, a little bit of a background. Like, when I was thinking of how to make this, how to make the market not confuse this with CrossFit, there's that fine line of what is it that I like in a training methodology. It could be Pilates, it could be yoga, it could be whatever. And then what is it I can extract and how can I tweak the recipe so that when someone comes in, they're like, oh, this is familiar. I know what this is like. I just have done this a completely different way or I only want to do it this completely other way or I used to do it this completely other way and it didn't work out too well for me. My shoulders hurt. 
let me try it your way. And that ulti- I mean, that's for those of us making unique beliefs in fitness, that's, that's what goes through our head 24 7, 365. I cannot watch a class in urban movement without thinking, how do I further embed this into this white space that we have created with tempo training? And I know a lot of people go, tempo training's not yours, dickhead. You don't own tempo training. You can't fucking, well, first off, I can, sure, I can trademark tempo training, um, which we are. Uh, but like, you, yes, I own my version of it. I 100% own my unique blend of tempo training. And if, if again, if you're not familiar with how this works, CrossFit, that, that siren was not because of me. Um, CrossFit did not own power cleans and pull-ups and running. They just put it together in a recipe that nobody else had been fucking with. And with that in mind, guys, you 100% can own a recipe, even if it has the ingredients that are common. Let me say that one more time. You can, I swear these are not due to my horrible fucking driving. Let me wait for this goddamn fire truck. All right, so you guys can 100% own the recipes even when the ingredients are common. I really hope that's what most of you are doing. If you really love your fitness methodology, like you are a, you know, you're a core power yoga, you know, you're a CrossFit gym, whatever, you're, you know, an Orange Theory, and that's your thing, you just, you're subscribed to it, you believe in it, you're paying for it, then yes, like, you know, fuck off with me in this podcast. Like, this probably isn't valuable to you. But those of you that are independent micro gyms that are looking to create their own unique belief in fitness, I really hope you embody what it is I've been talking about here today. Right. Like, you know, just that one interaction of someone wanting to talk about one element. Again, I could have, you know, if this podcast could go on for another 60 minutes, I could go ahead and extract nine different other examples of, oh, well, I saw this and we decided to take that same dose response, but tweak it by doing this instead. Right. Like the way a lot of gyms will go into like they want one rep maxes and three rep maxes and all that stuff. We completely flip that on its head. It's just, I mean, it's, and no, I'm not going into the full depths of everything. Again, that's for our licensees. But when we do a time under tension max or whatever it may be, it, we are 100 fucking percent rewriting a recipe to create a unique belief in fitness and to take people who recognize the ingredients and have them say, oh my God, this is a different recipe. I hate it. I'm out. Or have them look and say, oh, this is a different recipe. And I fucking love it. This is actually way better. So anyway, just just a little insight into my fucking ginger brain, and uh, and as to what I think of when I when I'm going through this through a business mindset, a programming mindset, creating a unique place in the market mindset. Guys, I hope this was helpful for you. If you are seriously considering creating your own unique belief in fitness, please, I could not encourage you enough. Spend a little bit of money and get on the phone with me and let me help you out. I will literally help you avoid tens of twenties of maybe even more money of thousands of dollars by not making the silly mistakes that in your head seem like layups. And I'm here to tell you, you should not take that shot. So you guys, if any of you guys are on that path and you want to get on the phone with me, I'd love to talk with you. Shoot me a DM on Instagram and let's fucking make this thing happen. Until I talk to you guys in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.